Screaming and bleeding lava from here on out Scrubbing for peace It wears down evil Can we try, can we try Love again, love again, love again Welcome back to the Assyrian Podcast. I'm Marina, and today with episode 186, I am thrilled to bring to you this interview with Prince of Assyria, or rather, the man behind the performer, Ninos Dancha. Born in Baghdad, Iraq, Ninos and his family fled to Sweden when he was under a year old. He grew up happily in Sweden, only to face the pain and trauma of losing loved ones and coming back from a near-death car accident that redirected his life to music. Ninos has released three studio albums as Prince of Assyria and performed in countless shows. His music and lyrics are described as dark, romantic, full of melancholy, and overall create an enchanting hybrid of styles and sounds. I want you to get to know Ninos directly, but first, please indulge me for a moment as I take you back to how I got to know Prince of Assyria. Let's go back in time to December 2013. I'm in Helsinki. It's cold. It's dark. A good friend, a real music lover, knows I'm a Syrian and introduces me to an act called Prince of Assyria. He says, hey, he's got a gig in central Helsinki, so we agree. Let's go see this guy perform. We get to Bar Loose, and the basement is filled to the brim. A quick scan around tells me that, as usual, I'm the only non-Nordic person there. Well, that is until Prince of Assyria takes the stage. It's just him and an acoustic guitar. He gets straight to it. He performs an entire set from his album, Missing Note. And let me tell you, this crowd knew every single lyric. They sang with him, they swayed with him, and Ninos delivered every song so smoothly and somehow filled with such raw emotion, it was difficult not to be swept away with the crowd. And then he's nearly done, the show's nearly over, and he says to this crowd of mostly Finns and probably some Swedes peppered in, I'm gonna perform one last song but you won't understand this one. And he goes into a gut-wrenchingly emotional cover of Ashur Bitsergis' Biavinachai. I'm crying at this point. And the rest of the crowd, they're physically leaning forward as though they're just trying to get closer. They were enraptured. And now, here's Nino Stenka. Welcome to the show, Ninos Dencha, Prince of Assyria. It's so great to have you on. I think our listeners are going to get a real treat getting to know you. Let's jump right in. My question for you, really, starting in the back, what's your story? That's a hard one, you know, I think uh, it's a lot of stories before me, so I don't have a particular story, I guess. Your background. So we know you're Assyrian, but can you just tell us? I was born in Baghdad and uh, I came to Sweden when I was 10 months. And uh, lived there almost ever since. I lived in Berlin for four, four years and then came back to Stockholm. So I was raised in Dean Shipping, a smaller town. I moved up from there when I was 19 to Stockholm. Okay, how far is that? It's a two hour drive south. What's the, what were the circumstances around your family leaving Baghdad? As an Assyrian, and uh, my father's side were uh, a bit uh, 
didn't really agree with the regime of Southern England. And uh, yeah, so three months after the regime, they came in power, they left because they felt that it was changing to the if it mean it was probably the right move. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, some people, I mean, I'm not going to interfere. For me, it was a good... You were very young, so you, I imagine you don't have any memories. I don't have any memories or choice. Of course. I was, I was just brought as a 10 months old. Of course. Do you know about your family members and the, any Assyrian villages, or do you know anything of the background? Yeah, my mother's side, they're Akkadian, so they're Chaldean, like Kildani. And on my father's side, Assyrian one is Zebarnai or from Zebar. So it's close to Nineveh and I went back to Ahmadiyya, which is the closest to Bilejan, a small village. Wow. Ahmadiyya. Ahmadiyya is based on a, up on a mountain top, kind of really high up. And it has its own story, like pre-biblical, because it's so high up, people would have that as a you know, fort to protect. Right, you build high so yeah. you can see down. Exactly. So from that area, and I've, I've had this, of course, I have this romantic picture of it because I've, I've traveled on there twice, you know, so for me it's very romantic. I hear voices of greed and desire While singing my final set once again I mean, people that lived there throughout these years have been treated really bad. And I think everyone there has been treated bad in their own way. Mm. Are there a lot of Assyrians still there? Not so many. I think some of them are coming back. I'm not so involved in that question. I'm not. I'm really not. Fair enough. I'm just proud that I have some form of cultural heritage that is uh, still living myself yeah. without me interfering and having to brag about it. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't done anything to for that. What made you go back then? Why did you visit? I mean, it's, of course, and I think, I mean, yeah, I have to. Yeah. I think it's a natural thing to, oh, yeah. to just... And, so, and it didn't, you know, sometimes when we visit places that we have in our minds, it can let us down. This didn't, actually. No, I didn't. That's good. That's yeah, very good. good. Yeah. I hope uh, if I go another time that I'll feel the same. But it was really what I expected, a little bit more. Yeah. So you did two trips? One when I was, I was 12, I mean, and, and now when I was, uh, was 2009, yeah, 2009. Yeah, so right around when your first record came out. Exactly. Okay, I want to get there, I definitely want to get there. So you, you did grow up in Sweden, and did you grow up, I, I don't know about the town, you you know, I don't know much about Sweden. I know there's actually a large number in a town called Söder. Yeah. But was your town at all, were there immigrant no, communities? Or? There were. My cousins, uh, my parents decided to move to a very ethnical Swedish neighborhood. So I grew up among Swedes. So for me, ethnical diversity was my friends. In school, not really. Depending on what school you were in, of course. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, no, that's very, very curious. I did you ever feel since your friends were ethnically Swedish, most of them? Did you ever feel different, or were you always uh, you were so young? Any minority or minority would feel different, right? In any, in any place in the world. Yeah. So of course, I did. of course I did. I also gave me a lot, and uh, it was different periods, you know. Like then I had my cousins. 
to play around and play, have fun with them, friends, they met my friends. And there were different ages, so you got to hang out with a lot of different ages. Then later on, you know, when you started having your own life as a teenager, you started to have different friends. So it's been different periods, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I wanted to relate to my, yeah. like, immigrant, whatever immigrant is, right. like friends, to like, okay, you know, like, right. we look a bit like each other. Let's, and sometimes it's like, no, we talk about so different things. I need to speak to my, you know, so it's, yeah. I have no answer to that question because but it's that- really complicated. It's very it's complicated. It's not complicated. If you, if you really want to, you know, it's so simple and so complicated. Anyway. No, I understand. And I have no answer. I understand. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, my, speaking for myself, I feel that. And I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of listeners <laughs> understand that too, because they're growing up in diaspora. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all over the world. So I think it's probably pretty common, that feeling. Did you speak a Syrian at home? Yes. So was your family life? A Syrian. Yeah. At home. At home. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very, like, they really wanted me to learn a Syrian, speak a Syrian, yeah. a Syrian, write a Syrian. Oh, yeah. So, I read, so it was very important. Fantastic. Do you still read and write? I do. Yeah. But, um, I'm not going to... No, don't worry. Like, go on total uh, yeah. terminology, <laughs> terminology. It's not going yeah. to happen. But I do write. I do write. And I'm really glad that I have that. Yeah, I think that's quite special. It's more that uh, you can write, no one understands what you're writing. You know, you can just in public write yeah. ever. No one's going to understand. Yeah, if they're looking over your yeah, shoulder, your I secrets. Yeah, that's great to have that. You bring Well, what role did music play as a child in your life? Oh my God, music and uh, dancing and music, dancing and tennis. Music, dancing and tennis? Oh, really? Okay, break that down for me. Narcissist. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as an artist, everyone's narcissist. Uh, in a, in a, whatever. I know, I understand. There's, yeah. There's got to be an element. No, music was... Uh, my father loved music. My uncle was a musician, also as a, like a hobby musician, but also I had music, a lot of music for my father's side. Around, all from Swedish, Cornelius, you know, to Abba, to Assyria. I see. So he, he just loved music. So yes. it was everything. He wasn't yes. just focused on Assyrian music or no, something no, like no, that. No, 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 no. He loved music. Yeah. Yeah. And your uncle was a musician. He played in this uh, Assyrian band. We were all like looking up to him, like the, the good-looking uncle that was playing music. Of course. <laughs> Did he have a mustache? Yeah. He must say. Yeah. <laughs> Is he even yeah. an Assyrian musician if he doesn't have a mustache? <laughs> you have, though, in the past. I used to have a beard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then dancing. Dancing, I was uh, introduced from my brother. Um, we started dancing. And I, just just blew my mind dancing in general the way you could express yourself without saying anything and just yeah. in movement it was really and letting someone else control you because the music control I wasn't controlling the music it was so that felt really transparent mm. you know but still being able to express that was really I miss that you're not dancing anymore I'm not dancing anymore okay what kind of dance was that? If you were to try to categorize it. I mean, I started off with street dance and 
hip hop and then uh, I wanted to take ballet classes to become better. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting the way you described it. So in dancing, you have to let go because you're not in control. The music controls you, you said. Yeah, the movement controls me. The movement controls yeah. you. In music, are you in control? No. No. See, it took me a while to, that's what you want to get, totally transparent, like totally here, but playing. You see what I mean? Yeah. Not being in, like, trying to figure out what's happening here. It's just happening. Yeah, as long as I'm in the way, I'm creating not as good content, mm -hmm. I think. So, yeah. That is very interesting. So, everyone has their own perspective or uh, aspect of it, but um, the, the creativity. Yeah. But for me, it's really not to be really transparent. But still, I have to be here. You are necessary. Yeah, exactly. I can't just be floating around. I have to be very present, but not... Yeah. Not controlling the music. For sure, for sure. Allowing the music to come out of you. Yeah, for sure. That is very interesting for me to, to imagine that. I don't play an instrument, so I... You know, it's, to me, I would imagine I control this item, but I, I understand what you're saying. It is a form of improvis improvisation yeah. all the time, with some leads, you know, topics. That's how I can explain it in a way. It's like, I have to play the song in a certain way, but I don't want to play it while I play it. I want to be totally just left for the song. I just want to... Now I feel like this low, but it's really... Yeah. As soon as I'm interfering, it backs off a little bit. You know, it gets further away from what I'm trying to say. I think I can imagine that in, in seeing artists perform when there's a real... See, this is why I take the, yeah. the example of dancing, because dancing is all that. It's, uh, if you start to like have your own impression of some movement in the music, you just look out of place. Yeah. For sure. Even if you're doing something really good, it just looks out of place. It's almost like it takes over you. It's, it's transporting you. It's like there's a different energy coming out. And then tennis. Uh, me. If something goes wrong, it's me. I'm always about to, if something goes good, it's me. I, I can't blame anyone. No one's going to blame. You know, it's just me, the ball, same rules. And the guy is on the other side of the net. No touching, you know, like, yeah. no physical, like, yeah. start hitting each other or whatever, you know. Yeah. But still very physical. Absolutely. Do you think those three come from the same place inside of you? Maybe. How'd you get into tennis? It was a court where I lived in my... Two cousins that are two, year old, two years older than me. They were playing and I wanted to beat them. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to. Yeah. <laughs> so were you self-taught in tennis then? Yeah, first, and then I was in tennis school. Did you play for school or no, semi-professionally no, no, or professionally? No, 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 no. Dancing came and I took over. Oh, I see. So music is the one now that out of those three loves is your at the yes, front. Of course, of course. Yeah. Of course. Very interesting. So who were you before Missing Note came out? I was uh, a shy producer, music. A music producer? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, we were at the house. You know, everyone tries out with different bands. Did you? Yeah. No, yeah, of course. Everyone tried with some, not necessarily doing it, but just working together. Yeah. Before that, I was... I had this thing that I was going to make a lot of money in my head. I, I thought I was going to make this career thing. So I had to run on that. Well, what, what did that consist of? IT. Okay. Yeah. 
Did you study that? No. 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 I studied strategical marketing communication. So I do a little bit of that as well. Like, as a sidekick. <laughs> okay. But only for companies that I really like. I have, I'm in a good position where I don't have to do stuff I don't like. That's great. But it took, I mean, everyone's yeah. listening. You have to work your way there. You know, it's not going to come. You have to take the jobs at first that you don't yeah, want yeah, until you yeah. prove that you can do it. Yeah. I think that's... I'm going into something like a lot of things today. Everyone's raising their hand, like, I can do this. Yeah. And then when it comes to doing it, it's like, yeah, but I can do it. Like, why did you raise your hand? Yeah. Well, I could, I could, you know. I think I can do it. Right. Yeah, but I think I can fly to the moon, you know. I'm not going to fly to the moon. We all know that. There is a big fake it till you make it feeling, right, or mentality. So you thought you were going to do this thing and make a lot of money. And then I had a car I was in bed for seven weeks, form of paralyzed, and I decided there that I would never do anything that is fun. I'm just gonna fun because, yeah. yeah, just laying there, not you know, when you can't breathe because you're in so much pain. And <laughs> your whole spine, your whole spine. So, whole spine. so there was this spinal cord injury. That is very serious. Yeah, so I decided I'm gonna do music. So I installed this program on my computer, and here I am. You dropped everything else. That's a big shift. It is a big shift, and it has had a lot of complications. But again, you mean still 10% is the complications. Yeah. Compared to what it gave me. You know, so it's a so small amount you're paying for being able to, to really do if you don't have any money and you put up your guitar or your piano or my pen and paper and I feel lost for five days, I don't have to spend nothing but coffee. And I, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, I'm actually the happiest place ever. I'm not spending, when I found that, then everything changed, you know, for the better. But for really finding that, and now since this happened to me with the car accident, I'm becoming a woman's philosopher. <laughs> but it really changed me. Yeah, that's a big moment, especially if it was life-threatening and seems like it would have really altered your life. It did. Yeah. It's so human of us that it takes something like that to make us realize, I don't know, we're afraid. You know, we live in this world, right? We have to make money. We have to... Yeah, we love everyone. Yeah, that's... It's a big step to cut off that part of you for a certain amount. Of clearly course. you're still I mean look at I'm, I'm I mean yeah I like to enjoy myself I'm not saying that of course I do other things but I only do I mean I, I would serve coffee if it was a place where I really loved the people that was working there or yeah. the people that came there you know so I'm not putting no, no, no. it's just I need to be in a place where I'm appreciated and I appreciate the people that are there so I mean you didn't just you know wake up from your car accident and go, now I'm going to play guitar. So were these instruments in your life? No. When did you? That is right. Stop it. That's actually what you did? Yeah. Piano and guitar. So you did not play piano and guitar? No. When was your accident? What year? 2003. And then I started playing instruments in 2007. Your album came out two years later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it... The car accident was pretty effective. <laughs> yeah, 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 because you... To the point. Straight to the point. Very yeah, yeah, focused. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you get very focused. Because Be- you get bored of like, just looking at the ceiling and not being able to... Because the brain is... Yeah. It's like, Argh. Right. 
your hands and feet. Yeah, your, yeah. Like, yeah. and if you move, it's your. So once you're a bit back on it, you just. You know, so you pick these up, 2007, and self-taught, or did you take lessons, or? Self-taught again, of course. I not so much. I wouldn't say so much on like the internet. If I'm stuck, yeah, it's like sure. where's this? And then, okay, if you practice like this, then you okay. I'm gonna practice because I like practicing. Okay, yeah, you like it. You like the activity. You like the action. You like being in that moment. Yeah, and feeling stupid and mm. accomplishing overthrowing that thought, you know, like... Yeah, you enjoy the challenge. Yeah, of course, of course. That's dopamine. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, so every time you create something, um, my my friends hate me for this, because I keep saying this. <laughs> say it, say it, please. Every time you create, every time you do find a new routine in your life, that means you feel bad at something and you're doing it and you feel good, but you can do it. A new dopamine receptor creates in your brain. This is science. This is fact. Okay. So the more you challenge yourself to learn, the more dopamine receptors. And I like dopamine receptors. <laughs> <laughs> They're good to you. They're good to us. They're yeah. good to all of us. But a lot of people struggle with that challenge. They don't yeah. like to feel like a failure, like they're not they capable. They're going to fail. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Who cares in 500 years? Who cares if I fail? No one's going to care. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. It is a certain type of brain or personality that gets comfortable with that, that enjoys the challenge of failing and then fixing it and finding it or making it. Don't. Trust me, when I fail, it's not like I'm like, oh, I'm not (laughs) Oh, this is good. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm as human as everyone. I hate it, of course. I feel bad. I don't want to play anymore. I was like, this is not for me. I'm creative. This my hands are wrong. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I was like, all these thoughts. Yes, the the critical self. Yeah. How do you overcome the critical self? That's when you get to Yeah. I think it sounds pretty human to be like that. Yeah. That's, yeah. It is no small accomplishment, I have to say out loud, that to pick up the guitar and the piano and then two years later have an album. Whatever you want, I got it. Let's talk about that. What was your process? What about songwriting? Yeah, songwriting, yeah. But I had so much I wanted to say. And I'm, I think from dancing, you know, it's been so much music in my mm. So it's, I, every musician is a copy of what they've listened to until Fair they enough. start writing. Because that's references. You cannot <laughs> have that unless you have references. You wouldn't know what music was if you didn't know what music was. Yeah. Yeah, so I had a lot, I think I had a lot of music in from dancing, like listening to different kind of rhythms and harmonies and trying to fill them, you know, empty spaces and movements, which production is all about, in a way. Right, so you were already working in production. No. No, you weren't. But I could apply that thought or that way of thinking to production. Yes, I see. And just, well, do do I want to move to this? No, okay, what's wrong? Okay, that's okay. How interesting. Why am I not feeling euphoric? Oh, because of harmony, okay. I think from dancing helped. So yeah. I'm not going to say I'm this... I think dancing helps. Yeah. A lot of DJs have the same thing that it's quite easy for them to start producing music because, you know, this 
Where does it go off? See the reactions from from people. And, I see. Yeah. They have these other yeah quality. You know, they've exactly. learned these other tools exactly. that they can apply here. Exactly. And so about songwriting, did you write poetry before, or did you just jump into songwriting with with that first album? I was writing a bit, but you know, like um, as an Assyrian, you know, poetry is uh, everybody. Oh yes. Everybody. Yeah. 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 So that was quite natural. You know, my kids, my father and my uncles, and they were all writing. That's beautiful. You yeah. had it around you. You had yes. it in your ears, in your mind, yeah. Were you writing, is it all you in that first album or second album or third album? Or what's your songwriting? I would say I got really inspired by two people that I was working with before the first time. But uh, now it's me. It's me. Um, I hear what they are doing now, and I hear that this is me. Yeah. I can hear that. How interesting. So it's, I'm fine. With it. I'm, yeah. Because I was struggling a bit, like, can I do this? Yeah. No. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's hard. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I can. You can. It sounds to me like you can. <laughs> it's mine. It's, it's my, my, I found my voice. You know what I mean? Not just literally my voice, but also the team. The tonality of what I'm doing in this piece of a serial thing. I mean, if I would start another band with something else, maybe that wouldn't be this dark romantic like, mm. feeling to it. But that's what I feel like writing about in this project. Or yeah. not project, it just sounds like we are. But then just this piece of a serial. Yeah. <laughs> well, then then we have to. We have to. How did you choose the name? And then we will get back to the music. The, the name came from my 20th birthday. You know, I felt, I knew that. I, without knowing that, I knew that. I was like, I can imagine what happened. This is a joke. Like your buddies were just yeah. like, oh, Prince of Assyria. Yeah. <laughs> you know, young. Of course. I thought just wanted to be like, like, we're with the, we're with this prince. Yeah. Do you know this guy? Yeah. yeah. And so you took it. Yes. Yeah. It's distinct. It is. It's, it's, I had some problems with it. You know, people told me to change the name. Oh, really? In, in the industry. But, uh, and then I started to question, maybe I should change Why am I changing? Let's just start another band if I want to do something else. It's not, doesn't, then I'm actually making a, something out of it. When it's not, it's just a name. And I happen to be a Syrian. Yes. That's even more fun. Yeah. So you're comfortable with it now. You're good with Prince of Assyria. Great. I'm glad. I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Okay. So that's, that's how we got to you even. I mean, your album. This is my note. The album is therapeutic. Okay. That's my note. That's a... From listening to. That's a compliment. I mean, there's a lot in there. It's very emotional. If you don't mind me saying, it feels like there's a lot of pain. Yeah. There's a lot of grieving in that album. And then it, it continues, actually, a little bit in your next two albums. They, they're different, but can you tell us about Missing Note and what... what... I think Missing... You, you nailed it. It's, uh, it's a very personal story. It is exactly what it is about. It's about loss. You know, like family members, when you lose them, the feeling of the world is just falling apart. Another love has gone to just write about it took me to even... It was therapeutic for me as well because I couldn't talk about it, so I found a way to, to talk about it. And hide. You know? Oh, yeah. We don't want to feel... Not uncontrolled, you know, like... 
You don't want to do that. It's not for you. I mean, I want to be tired, but not while driving a car. Correct. Um, yeah. When did those losses happen in your life? 
to look at, not yeah. just be a part of. You can access it, but you can also... Words don't suffice for these things. It's so no, hard to talk it's, about it's, it. Yeah, exactly. It sounds so... Yeah. But that's, uh, that is performing, you know, creating from a special place where maybe you're hurt. Even if you're happy, you know, it's like draining it out. You're afraid that you will never feel that again, or you will never be happy, you know, like all this. Yeah. Because you Conflicting. Because you keep, it's not like a movie, it's more like a theater. You have to re-perform the piece every time. And every time they have to believe you. Yeah. You can't just go in and sing the song. Yeah. That's not gonna, it's not going to work. So that's also something I had to really deal with. In the sense, do you really want to do these songs forever, sing like this forever? Right. And then I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. Now it's like, of course I'm not. This is, this is a natural part of me. I can't. There's like a reintegration of these memories of these things that happened in your life. Yes, it is. Right, because now there's stories that live in you and not just... uh, I'm not living the stories all the time. I'm not in the story because then reality starts to change. becomes applied to everything. Too much. Yeah. This is is going the wrong direction. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you've got to find yourself. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because my notes were definitely about... Keep up. Missing notes. This time I'm gonna say what's on my mind. I know we're only heartbeat away. I know that I was hiding. Sorry, I was just too afraid. Sleep tight. Sunrise, wake my day, rise up again. The sun makes a bridge between me to him. I can feel you again. From the first album to the second album, there was what I have a five year difference here, five years in between, and then about six between the second and third album. What was going on between these albums? Processing. Yeah. yeah processing. This first album was, well, I think it went too fast. It was feelings. You know? Yeah, why? So I got a bit scared. So mm-hmm. I wanted to burn all bridges. You know? So I understand personally, emotionally, there's a lot. Professionally, what was happening for you with Missing Note? How did Sweden respond? How How is, how is that? How is that going professionally for you? It went well at first. Then uh, one of my traumas just went too strong for me. I felt like it was out of control and I panicked. So I just pulled away. I see. So that's kind of also what you mean when you say just burn the bridges. Yes. So even, even if there was good things coming. Yeah, 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 for sure. You weren't ready to receive. At all. What has been the reception with changing places and third level? It's just been changing places. It was even more interesting. Closing even more, like recording in the cavely like studio, like this reverb from the garage. You know, I really wanted to be dirty because the first one was so crisp and well produced. And like, 
Yeah. So it really needed to be like how it really felt, and everything was. I was making you know everything uncomfortable, so even sound too, like comfortable and like move things. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening. Absolutely, I, I heard that. Um, you can hear right. a lot. There's stops. Better days, lonely nights in my life. I change the name that occupies my mind. Not gonna replace you. Not gonna leave you behind. Just need to change the. Because I didn't want it to feel like, oh, this is so. Because、mm. that's not how it felt. And with third, I just wanted to make it a bit more groovy, as a, as what I like to play. Like more, yeah, but a little bit more. Like okay, let's, you、yeah. know, okay, let's let's start to move. Yeah. So that feels good. Yeah, that feels good. <laughs> good. And how's the reception been for the album? Professionally. Yeah. Okay. Second, I think they didn't understand it. England did. London, oh yeah, they were. I got really good reviews in Guardian, and、uh, but I also told people to don't put the money into PR, don't do this. <laughs> you know, I was just oh my god, yeah, crazy. And third,、uh, I found this really nice indie label that I like, and we did it calm, no stress. You know, like no, let's make this top moment album. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like oh. Can't even deal with this kind. Of, just make the album sound as we want it. Okay, that's the purpose. Yeah. Everything else is bonus. Let's do this. Yeah. And once I felt like I could do an album like that, and of course all these stories that I really needed to be told, from my point of view, if everybody wants to listen, then that means not. So now it feels yeah, like I'm. I'm just. I'm just.、Uh, I'm just thankful that、uh, I'm still. Being able to, I really am. I know a lot of musicians say that, but it's really true. Yeah. Because you can always improve. I will never have a master in music. You know, I will never become a master. I will never. There's no one in the world who ever became. Yeah. Because music is so big, you will always become better. So I feel like I'm not stressed about being older. On the contrary, I'm being inspired to in five years. Where will I be in my songwriting and my music? That's something I've been feeling for. Yeah. So the more I work, stress. Now I'm starting new thirty-two games. Oh, I see. Yeah, and you're now you're you're not hearing that. You got no space for that. No. Yeah, you're, you're open. Yeah. Yeah, I can feel that you're very open to kind of to putting it out there now. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I am actually. And so you said, for example, you mentioned the UK for the second album, and my experience in getting to know you has been, as I as I said before, we started recording through the Finns, and my understanding is that you're quite big in, in Finland. Finland. Yeah, I mean, I also had my fights with Finland. Did, yeah. 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 Of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, no, 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 I, no, no, no. I, 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 beef. Let's call、yeah. it like a. I have a love and hate thing for Finland. Yeah. I really do. I love. I've been treated like so good by people there. Amazing, so warm. It's also yeah, it's a bit、uh, weird sometimes when you're there when you know when when they write about your appearance more like physical. Oh really? Instead of what I do, I got angry. Uh, yeah, I got pissed off because I'm. I understand that. Yeah, I shouldn't. You know what? I should.、Uh, oh, sure, fine, sure. We, none of us should, this, but this sensitive drama guy. You know, it was just. Of course, I'm gonna. 
Yeah. Well. But it's not. I love the fence. Yeah. Well, I can't speak to the publications, but speaking for kind of just your listeners, they love you. That's nice to hear. That's been my experience, and that's where I saw you perform, and... In Helsinki. And they love you. It was a magnificent, really amazing feeling as an audience member to feel their energy responding to your energy. Yeah, I feel that a lot in, in Finland. Yeah. It's the, the darkness. I was going to say, why do you think they're drawn to because your music? Finland and France. France as well. Yes, because I, I think it's the romantic, dark side of them. There's a melancholy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Sometimes when I hear a Syrian music, it sounds like it's finished, but, just, but they are singing a Syrian. Yeah. It's like the same phrasing, melody. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. In France, actually, I understand that. And I know I, I did find some pieces in, in French publications about your albums. So that makes sense. So have you performed in, in all of these places? Yeah. Do you tour? Do you like to tour? Sometimes. Depends on tour. I wouldn't do these tours where I'm not uh, appreciated because you have to do some of those. Like, yeah, the bookers, okay. so, you know, when you're like, they want something else. Why am I here? I'm going to make them sad. Thanks for jumping at fun. You know, please don't put me in. No, oh, they're going to like you. And then you play and they're like, why is he so sad? And they come up, do you have something more happy? Like, No, actually, this one is even worse. <laughs> oh, yeah, let me give you. <laughs> Do they actually come up to you and they're like, can we get no, something a little boppier? It's like, why am I here? That's my question. Yeah. Why am I here? So I guess within industry, they try to plug you into different shapes and things. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not yeah. myself before. Yeah. I understood that I have to be picky in what I want to do. And now you now, do you feel confident in choosing where and what? I'm confident in the people I work with, like they, their taste and the people and the things that they present to me. Like, yeah, oh. that's nice. That yeah. trust is, is exactly. so important. And I didn't have that either before. It was, you know, it was a, suddenly everything just banged, especially in Finland. Yeah. Everyone wanted to work with me. Everybody wanted to sign me. Everybody Because it went big before I signed. You know, so, do so you were up for yeah, grabs. Yeah. And then once I was signed, they started to like, I see. That's and a I, lot to manage. And I wasn't 17 or 18 or 16, just glad that I had a guitar. Like, oh, I'm going to be on stage. Yeah. I was 30 years old, you know, so it wasn't... Probably a good thing. You were less likely to jump yeah. into the wrong hands or... Yeah. Or... Right. I was being like a huge villain. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. There's that too. Yeah, There's that too. But you know, <laughs> Stockholm's beautiful, man. Yeah, for now. See the new made streets, how they dress with tears. The wind is blowing right here. Your speed, love, beats my heart. Left is pain. That You already said you found your voice. Not just actually your voice, but you feel like you found your artistry. Yes. How did how did that come about? Pain. Pain. As soon as I felt touched by it by myself, like I wanted to cry. Almost. Like now I'm being really. 
But you know, like I really felt like, oh, this is too much to talk about, or this is too early. Not as a, oh, that's how I have to do it. But after a while, you start to dig there, and that's always shit coming up in your life. <laughs> that's the perfect way of dealing with me. Well, you called your music earlier, you said dark, romantic. How would you describe your sound? Dark, romantic. Dark, romantic. Yeah. Can we hear something? Since it's an Assyrian pod, I'm going to play an Assyrian song. Fantastic. That was a real treat. And that's from Third Level. Third Level. And it's all in Assyrian. You don't have any other songs. You have some songs where you yeah. say something briefly, sing something briefly. I'm still not over that performance, but okay. <laughs> so, but in this one, this is the first time on your albums you've had yes. something that you've written in Assyrian. Yes, this is actually my father's lyrics. Really? Yes. That's beautiful. So, but, uh, it's a music. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I want to be better at writing like Assyrian lyrics. Try, try, and I am writing, hopefully. Keep adding some Assyrian songs or making Assyrian albums. Just don't want it to be, you know, like, as we spoke about earlier, yeah. this uh, nationalistic thing around it. Yeah. I just love the language, I love the culture, I love the music and, and the harmonies. Yeah. The Assyrian is very close to Gregorian. Like, I like it. Very old. Yes. And you've put some Assyrian in, in certain songs, and I feel that they're usually when it's related directly to your family. Um, what is it, though, that makes you want to put Syriai or Surip in your music? Because I speak it. Mm -hmm. It's like, I hear a lot of, put Spanish inside of English, they put Swedish inside of, or English and Swedish, and yeah. German and mix. It's a language. Yeah. It used to be a lingua franca, and... Uh, yeah, why not? It's a language I know and I can relate to. And when I sing in it, I can really add pictures that I cannot. 
Because it's, yeah, it's just another way of speaking, you know, have a different, total different way of linguistic as well. So, you, yeah, the grammar and everything. So it becomes this different world. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna ask about that, if you feel a difference when you sing in English and when you sing I feel in Assyrian. I feel in Swedish, in English, and, and there's no hierarchy in where I feel the best. But just I feel different. I feel different. Do different emotions come out? I think it's more references, you know, like you know, what I've had experienced within that language. Right, yes. where you can access yes. those things. Like Shmeya. Hey. For me, if I say Shmeya, I have a lot of situations where I spoke Assyrians, Assyrian and all these things. If I say the sky, I would maybe think of a song or I wouldn't really think of the same things as well. The associations are very, very important. Yes. Yeah. And that makes it personal. Right. Easier to perform. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Of course. If it's coming from within you. Yeah, yeah. Or being this transparent, I was now coming back with mm. this. Like now, I was really focusing on the words mm. when I was performing. Is that I mean because I wanted to say because it's, I want the words to be heard, and since I could really say them, I had no problems. Right. It can't. It was very. I mean, natural is the wrong I word. It was. It. My ego, nothing was yeah. just like, oh, do I want to say this? Do I want? Yeah. It's like this is what you want to have to say. Say it. What did your producers or or your label feel about you putting a song in Assyrian full on in the album? No problem. I loved it. People were like, this should be the first thing. This should be. The first thing. It's like I don't care. I don't want to understand. It's like so lovely to not understand. And I can relate to that too. I can relate I to that too. I love to go to a country where I don't understand anything. I'm just like making up these discussions they have about, yeah, let's have some, let's have some lobster tonight. And it's like, you know, it's like yeah. nobody's angry at anyone. And it's just, yeah. Well, for sure. I don't think language has ever stopped somebody from enjoying good music. I mean, think about the operas people listen to or anything like that. It's never been a barrier. No, no, no. It's yeah. emotions. It's emotions. Does it come to? Yeah, that's. Uh, I love it, and I want to share a short story for the listeners about that performance in Helsinki. Um, because you did your set, and it was from from your first album. It was fantastic, and the audience was there. And then you was your last song that you chose to bring in a cover of an Asher Betzerga song, Biavenachai. And I was I was standing right there, off over there. You know, you're performing right there, and I was like. Is he really going to sing in Assyrian to this crowd? What are they going to do? And you, I mean, it was a rendition of Biavenachai with acoustic guitar and just your voice. I mean, it was amazing. The audience just, I mean, they were hanging on every word that they couldn't understand. It was beautiful. Thank you. That's it was beautiful. That's <laughs> Not to embarrass you, but that's how I experienced it. Uh, it definitely. And I was there with a bunch of Finns and we were chatting about it later and they were like, you understood that? It's like, yeah, I understood that. 
Plus, I know that song, you know. I also, I grew up with that song, you know. It's a beautiful song. Yeah. What made you perform that that night? Because you, exactly as I said before, with my father, music in the car, and that's one of the songs where I was like, put it back, return, uh, I want to hear it again, I want to hear it again. Uh, played it a lot. Uh, I think everyone has a relationship to that song because I also say it's like when Assyrian music didn't have so much meaning, mm. it actually played, uh, which the melodies and everything comes through so much stronger, I think. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, but that's the matter of taste. Yeah, that was that was something very special. Did you perform it a lot on stage? I used it as a cover song to perform. Yeah. So you said you have a new album that you are currently working on. Yes. Released spring, fall. Single spring. Uh, album fall. Is there any sneak peeks or words about what's going to happen? I mean, you told us a little bit that you're changing. Your... No, nah, I'm not changing. Uh, just, yeah. Uh, it's going to be... Yeah, you'll see, you'll see. See, look at me, all the sad guy. I'm like, <laughs> Good. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I read about your voice being described as a Leonard Cohen voice. How did that make you feel? You can't grasp. Just be with us. Yeah. Sounds okay. Yeah. Okay. You have a very you have a very specific sound. Your voice. Did you know that before you started? (laughs) I just uh, decided. Someone always told me to sing as you speak. I kept that. Sing as you speak. Kept that a lot. Yeah. Like, don't try to become this person. Like, I'm going to sound like this. Yeah. Make use of it. So, obviously, being a Syrian plays a big role in your artistry. Yes and no. You are a combination yes of a lot no. of things. Yes and no, for sure. It's like one palette and yeah. one color in the palette. Yes. And you, you access it sometimes and you go to other colors other yes, times. of course. Does that is that how it feels in your life? Yeah. Are you involved with the Assyrian community in Sweden at all or anything? Okay. No, that's I mean, that's kind of the beauty of us too. There is no it's one so way. It's so nice to not have a country to feel like an idiot when they're treating others like. I think I just we can wrap up soon. I have a, a question that I think you have to ask a, a musical artist. Do you have uh, musical inspirations? Oh yeah, of course. I do. And what? Who are they? What are they? Usually I've described them as a circle where like, there's a bullseye in the middle mm-hmm. and it's moved in the circle. Okay. Different. So I have a lot. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, okay. I listen all from classical to folk to hip-hop to jazz to pop to rock to punk. Okay. You know, like, it's so wide because I really, really love music. I think so. It's like I really, really love it. So a lot of contemporary stuff as well. Yeah, is inspiring you and not inspiring. Just when I'm in the creative mode, when I go in the studio, I really don't want to listen to that much. Okay. Um, because uh, I need to stay focused on my picture of what I'm doing. It's getting easier now. In the beginning, it was now I was like a year before I'm recording. I had to close the door. Yeah. Is it anything? You know, like right. Uh, yeah. It's right. Like, I don't want to be a copy of anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a copy of everything. Just let go. So it's getting easier. But still, I don't want to, like, oh, that's a nice thing. I should. You don't want other sounds, others sounds ideas, in you. Like, ideas. Yeah. Yes, it's like, oh, I'm going to make that one. Because that's what you do. Not, you know, like, get inspired or whatever. Yeah. Even subconsciously, perhaps. You, you, of course, you, that's what I meant. Yeah. I mean, of course, of course. You've got tunes in our heads and, and when you're yeah, creating. As I said, that's how we speak. I mean, yeah. we learned how to speak. I didn't invent language. You know? <laughs> right, yeah. right. Well, 
Could we argue? No. <laughs> no that's, that's why I'm glad you guys Just exactly. I had to do it. I had to do it. Well, to wrap it up, and thank you so much for your time. If you've got something to tell, I mean, tell our listeners that you've got these three fantastic albums that are available and you're working on another. So we have to hold tight for that one. And so we know what's next for Prince of Assyria. Will we get any shows? Yes, you will get shows. Okay. You will get shows. Next year is, uh, I'm investing myself in this as well, a bit more, like being more uh, available. Yeah. So that's going to be nice. Like more interested in playing. As I mentioned earlier, the struggle I had inside us. But it's not over because you will never get over, but I'm on the right side. Yeah. I'm in com- I can perform without being in bed for two weeks afterwards, which is... That was the case. Really? Yeah. Uh, So there will be performances. There will be performances. Don't feel sorry for me. Because (laughs) my songs are stuck. No, I mean, we we want want those songs. We want them. So we'll find your info on your website. Yes, website is iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify. Uh, Yes. Everywhere. And if you like, just don't be afraid to contact. I might come and play. Great. Very cool. You have anything you want to tell our listeners? They're all over the world. Yeah, don't ever doubt being yourself. Yeah, we'll end there. Thank you so much, Ninas, for your time. Thank you. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed getting to know the man behind Prince of Assyria and hearing some teasers of his music. Check out his three albums and make your way to a show if you can. A big thanks to Ninos for his time and to you for listening. We love to hear from you, our listeners, so please reach out and let us know how we're doing by rating and reviewing us and let us know what you'd like to hear more about. And remember, the Assyrian Podcast Shop is live. Check out the link in our bio and get your Assyrian podcast merch today.